this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. There are things in scripture that we don't even understand. There are things that as you read the word and as you engage with the word that you get new revelation all the time. But he's the creator of all things. He's the creator of all things. And, and I just, would you turn with me to Genesis 1 as we just rest in his presence? You know, this isn't, he's not some feeling. He's not some feeling you get. Though I love when I can feel that he's around. But that's not who he is. See, the creator of the world is vibrantly in love with you. He wants to be with you. And even as he was before the beginning, it says he was, so he is with you right now. And when we worship, we don't feel worthy. Anybody else? <laughs> we don't feel worthy to be in his presence. But because of Jesus, we can experience him in dynamic ways. The first book, which sets things in order. When, when, you, start, when you start a company, when you start something, you... You start it out in order because if it's not in order when it starts, it'll be off the rails very quickly. So God, in his infinite wisdom, through an inspired man, wrote this book to tell us his heart about what he created. says in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the darkness and the chaos, the Spirit was imagining what was going to happen. To be a creator in the kingdom of God, you have to have an imagination. Because there's so many things that God wants to create through His church that without an imagination, a sanctified one, that could be even thought of without him. So we know through this scripture that God is the creator. 
and anything, anything that would try to take that title from God is trying to dethrone him from the rest of this book. And so we have teaching all over that with one slight little thing, a mention or a little belief is trying to convince people that there wasn't a creator. And the subtlety of that is that the enemy is really trying to to derail people from understanding that he, if he's not a creator, because things just happen, some explosion happened, if we can get people to think that he's not the creator, then there's no way that they'll believe he's a savior. But he is the creator and the savior. Verse 4. Verse 3 first, sorry. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. See, he spoke, and the spirit that was hovering over the water came together, the word, Jesus, and the spirit came together and manifested light. And the scripture says we are children of So there's this connection between Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father's creative abilities, and us that makes us something that the world wants to look at. Now you may say, I don't feel that way today. Why would the world want to look at me? Well, let's just say the world really doesn't want to look at you, but they want to see Jesus in you. Verse 4, it says, And God saw that light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. When God saw Jesus and the Holy Spirit creating, He said, It's good. Now, as you flip through the pages of Genesis and you read about all the different things and the nations and the promises and and all of that stuff, we see that there's this thread through Scripture where Jesus shows himself. And I think sometimes we can, all of us, can get to a place where we read Scripture to read Scripture. It's on our reading plan. But you realize that this whole book is written about Jesus. So the whole world will know who he is. Not what he's done, that's good, but who he is. And you can see him as you as you look through the more detailed parts of creation in chapter 2 and you can see him when Cain and Abel are there and the the fruit that they brought to the table. You can see him in the lineage as you read some of those tough books in the Old Testament with all the names. 
but it's all building to take the creator and show us he's a savior. And my concern is this morning that we've forgotten the simplicity and the complexity of his creation. Turn with me to John 1. When the Word, Jesus, and Holy Spirit came together, light happened, a manifestation happened, and creative ability began to flow on this new place that he was creating. John 1.1 1, 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now here you go. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So the creation that happens in Genesis, and I'm going to talk about what we're supposed to be doing, the creation that happens in Genesis and what we're commanded to do as creative beings under a creator only happens if Jesus is there. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has no clue what's happening. See, I think that we've missed the wonder of Jesus. You see, God created a world for his pleasure. You are here on this planet for God's pleasure. Not just Adam, not just Eve, not just Abraham, not just Paul. No, you are created in the image of God. And so the world wants to tarnish the image so that you don't know who you really are. And so they throw things at you. It's Hope Sunday. They throw drugs and alcohol and he throws all this stuff, the stuff that makes your flesh say yes and your spirit go dark. And the plan is not just to ruin your life. The plan is to hide the Savior. So when we enter in to worship and we sing a song, it's not just about singing a song because that's in the flesh. It's about honoring the one, the only one, who could save us. So Jesus was in the beginning. He's here in the first verse. And you know what? In Revelation, he's in the last one. 
And so my encouragement to you is if you've been reading just to read, read as a detective to find him. Because when we don't find him, we can get hung up in the nuances of Scripture. Verse 26, Genesis 1. Then God said, let us make man in our image. You're not a mistake. You're in the image of him. No matter what the world says. I was talking with somebody in a restaurant while we were gone. By the way, do that. We had so many divine appointments. We're created in the image of God. And that image that he created us with is not faulty. And our job is to renew our mind, Ephesians, put off the old, put on the new, and the sandwich in between, how does that happen? By the renewing of our mind. And so as we worship, we're saying, I'm laying down my flesh to honor the creator of the universe who says in his word, and he's never missed one, that when we do that with clean hands and a pure heart, and we worship him in spirit and in truth, that he comes. And so... He comes because he created us for relationship. And the sad thing is in this day, many people in the church and, and believers that are fed up with church and they're just doing it at home, they, they read about this king. They read about this creator. They read about, 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 but they don't know him. And when they crack open the word, it's boring. but he created us in his image to have fellowship with us, a relationship. If we, for those of you that are married in the room, if you only saw your spouse one day a week for an hour, we'd have a lot more counseling to do, Pastor Phyllis. The problem is we get busy we get burdened under a heavy yoke that's not ours and it's definitely not his and we miss the wonder of the creator of the universe who says I want to come and sit with you I want to be with you and of course out of that creation in his image we are to have dominion and I'm not going to talk about that this morning we spent a whole bunch of time on it. You can go back and watch it. But I want to read this verse. This is the key verse for this series that we're in. Then God blessed them. You realize he created you in his image and then he blessed you. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. That's the first thing that the ears of the created one in the image of the Father heard. Number one, they first heard a blessing. 
the blessing and favor of God that is on you, you may not even know. Maybe you haven't heard it. But the first thing that this created race of people that came through Adam heard was a blessing of the creator of the universe who would one day come in fleshly form to save it. So, it says, Then God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. I want to dig into this verse and talk about fruitfulness. We are created beings meant to create. And in what we create, there's fruit. Now, I've created fruit that was bad. And I've created fruit that was good. And there is a distinct difference in the origin of the fruit. The start of the fruit. The planting of the seed. There is a distinct difference between the fruit that is good and the fruit that's dead on the vine. And Jesus actually talks about it in Luke 15. If you turn there. I just, I just want to stop for a second. Do you realize that whether you understand it or not, you're creating fruit? And I'm not talking about the seed of your loins that create another generation. There is fruit that is being created every single day. And we are eating today of the fruit that we created last week. And we have so many people in the world that are saying, I don't like this thing that I'm living in right now. I'm so disgusted with the thing that I'm living in right now. It's this cycle of craziness. I can't get out of this craziness. And, and I believe what the Lord is saying is come to me and I'll help you plant fruit that bears good fruit. I'll help you plant seed that creates good fruit. And so we have this ability to create because that's who we are. We're created in the image of a creator. And yet, as we create, the world is looking at our fruit. And Jesus, the great vine dresser, says, Be in me as I am in the Father. And the only way that we produce good fruit is to be in Him. And I know that this is deep, and I get it, and it's fine, but this is so on my heart that we have to be creators of good fruit. 
You see, we want revival. We pray for revival. But I think that sometimes our, our zeal for revival, although it good, should shift in direction just a little bit. Believe me, I have an organization that's about the awakening of the country. I get it, but here's the thing. If it's not about Jesus, it's not an awakening to something that's fruitful. And so we can plant churches, we can have 75 churches in one city, and still the city be going to hell because no one's introducing them to Jesus. We can create things. I, I was with Penn on a retreat. Pastor Penn, I love him. He, he just speaks truth in love and it smacks you down, you know? But we can create things that have nothing to do with the one that we say we're supposed to be with. And he was talking and he says, he says, uh, you know, many evangelicals will pray and pray and pray and never take action. Many Pentecostals, will, they won't do anything until there's a, a logo a website. But the core of it is not what you call it. It's not what you label it. The core of it has to be Jesus or it's dead in the water. And so we were disgruntled with how things are going in our lives. And so we try to go outside of that never letting Jesus deal with the reason why we're disgruntled and we go try to start something new. I'm telling you, somebody in the room, this is for you. I'm telling you. This is... I want to prove it to you. Turn with me to Genesis 12. Jesus says that those who abide in him will produce much fruit. But he's talking about good fruit. Those who don't abide in him will produce fruit. But his says this. Jesus says those who believe in me will bear much fruit and be my disciples. So if there's one thing I know, it's that the enemy always has a counterfeit. And so if you are with him, you believe in him, you will bear much fruit and you will become a disciple. So it tells me if you are not with him, you are still going to bear fruit and you'll be a disciple of something else. And I believe that the Lord in this hour wants to bring a cleansing flow to the church to say, stop worrying about all the other things. Stop teaching about me. And introduce people to me. Doesn't need a good logo. Although I love them. 
It doesn't need a good website. It doesn't need to be prayed about for 50 years. It needs action. Genesis 12.1 Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, families of all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's you and me. That promise is for us today. In chapter 15, it goes on. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid. I am your shield. Some of you need to hear that today. The things the enemy has thrown at you, the Lord is your shield. There's one thing I know about a shield is that is you can stand behind it or not. If he's your shield, you can be behind him and let him protect you from the attack of the enemy or you can be exposed. your exceeding great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I am childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abraham said, Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one will come from your own body and that shall be your heir then he brought him outside and said look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them and he said to him so shall your descendants be and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness and he goes on to read more of the promise you can read all this you should anyway he believed the word of the Lord that from him, from his body, would be descendants more numerous than the sand of the sea. That was the promise. That was the promise. Chapter 16, Abram gets tired of waiting on the promise. See, if Abram would have realized what being the shield meant for his life, he wouldn't have stepped out from behind it. Now, I want you to remember, we're all, we are the seed of Abraham and his blessing rests on us, yes? So what happened was he, he believed it, but it didn't change him. So many people believe in Jesus, but have never let him change them. So many people believe in the gospel of the king of glory, but never allow it to change who they really are. You see, this isn't about a profession of faith. It's about a love affair. So what does Abram do? His servant becomes pregnant. 
And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all brethren. You see, he was still fruitful. And so each of us have a choice. We can be fruitful in Jesus, in the vine, or we can be fruitful in the world. The things you create either have the thread of Jesus in them or they don't. And I'm telling you, the people that I talk with, some of you even in this room, your life is in turmoil over and over and over because what you created was not with Jesus. When you slice it open, there's no DNA of Jesus in it. It's a great idea and something that's awesome. And I'm standing in front of you and I've had tons of them. So I'm not saying anything to you. I'm just saying... The Lord has shown me in this word where I've messed up. And maybe he'll show you. And the reason why I'm saying it is not to condemn you because I'm not. What I'm saying is, is let's, let's get to the core of what we're doing. And is Jesus even there? Is he even there? Is he in your business? Is he in your job? Is he in your house? Is he in your prayer closet? You have to answer those questions. You see, God has great joy when we create the right thing with him. When we do the thing the way that he tells us to do the thing, and we don't try to label it. We don't try to reason with it. We just do what he says. He has joy with his creation. And when it, we don't do what he says, and when he says it with him, and we don't create with him, we create Ishmael's. And then we wonder why they don't work. We wonder why they cause us great distress and turmoil. Because he's not even in the DNA. His greatest desire, if you hear nothing else, hear this. His greatest desire is to be with you. Not on Sunday morning. That's great. He'll be with us. But so many times, so many times I've gone into situations and, and I've been in a group of people. Okay, maybe this will be you. I've been in a group of people and I've been okay to be in a group of people and not with the one. Come on. I'm telling. I've been to conferences with amazing people and I've been okay to be at the conference. And to receive of the Lord. But I haven't 
had the greatest desire to go sit with them, the speakers. Some, yes. Some, no. Not because there's anything wrong, just I'm okay to be in the crowd, right? There was a woman who said, I'm not okay to just be in the crowd. And she reached out and touched him. So today is more about your motive to fruitfulness. Because we can have many motives to fruitfulness. We can be want to be fruitful and multiply because we need more in our bank account. Boy, that was quiet. I'll say it again. To this side of the room, maybe I'll get a better reaction. We can be want to be fruitful and multiply so that we see our bank account grow. We can want to be fruitful and multiply because we want to see numbers in a room like this grow. Or we can be fruitful and multiply because the King of Glory has sat with us and told us how much He loves us. And we want everyone to know Him. You see... I, I, I love marketing. I love all this stuff. And, and I was convicted while we were gone. I, I was just sitting with the Lord like, I know what we're supposed to be doing. I know how to use technology. We're doing the things we're supposed to be doing and it's not growing. And things are just sometimes just frustrating that we're not seeing what we believe the Lord has told us. And I repent to you all that sometimes that stuff and that frustration has clouded him. And I wonder how many times in our personal lives the things that we're doing clouds us from being with him. And I'm not talking about 15-minute Bible reading. I'm talking about being with him. We were sitting in the airport yesterday and well first of all we walked into the airport people everywhere and I saw a man across the way and I just saw him and I was like I need to talk to him but I was busy he was walking with people and it was just not the right time or I missed it but if I missed it the Lord brought it back so I'm good um I miss it you all miss it too but anyway, I saw him and I was like, that guy I need to talk to. So we're sitting there just chatting, waiting on our plane because we had to wait a long time. And um, I'm on the end, sort of right where all the people are walking. And I see him coming down the hall, walking down. And he comes within three feet of me and he stops. And I'm like, so how was the conference? He was wearing a conference shirt from something else, not our conference. But it resonated with me because I'm a partner in one of the companies. And I said, how was the conference? And he literally stopped and he's like, well, it was great. And he had his daughter with him. She's 19 or something. And I just started talking marketing with him. I mean, we just started going after it. We're talking about all the cool stuff that's going on, all the great technology that's out there. And we talked for about 10 or 15 minutes and... He's like, so what do you do? Um, well, I'm a pastor, 
and uh, we're down here for a pastor's conference so we can get filled up so we can pour it out come and lay at the feet of Jesus so when we come back to our cities our churches will be fruitful not with things that they created of their own but things that they created with the creator and it ignited something in him he saw his face change and he's like well I'm a Christian and we started talking and talking to his daughter and she's got this great vision to go to YWAM and it's just awesome she encountered the Holy Spirit like how long ago two years ago she encountered the Holy Spirit at a weird like she's like we're just at a regular function I just fell over (laughs) sometimes you do it because you can't stand up it's good but it changed their lives radically changed their lives and we got to pray with them and we got to prophesy over them we got to speak life into their businesses and what God was calling them to do and Pastor Sean got to prophesy over her about her destiny and if we are children of light people will be drawn to us do you have something in you I'm asking you this is just for you there's no one else in the room do you have something in you that the world would desire it's not a hard question you either do or you don't and they don't desire flesh there are people doing nasty things with great creative ability empowered by the power of darkness But so many more creative things could come from people who are destined and focused on being with Jesus and receiving the creative ability of the creator that created all things. And so much more do I want to serve with you in your ministry and what God's calling you to do when you've spent your time with Jesus and let him be a part of it. Because only that fruit will last only that fruit will last when Jesus isn't a part of your marriage you need him to come and be a part of your marriage when he's not a part of your business and then you meet him and you spend time with him he might say close it all down we're going to do something that I'm involved in because that's been you And it's produced fruit that lasts for a moment. I want to produce fruit that will last for eternity. I'm not telling anybody to close your business. I'm saying get with the creator of the universe and learn to love him. Learn that his desire is to put his hands on your face and touch you. The ones that still have holes in them. He wants to put them on your face and touch you and say, you are the created one that I created to fulfill a purpose on this planet that no one else can fulfill and I want to do it with you. Or you can just walk by. Or you can be busy doing the thing that makes you feel productive that leads to rotten fruit the command of fruitfulness in Genesis 1.28 was never meant to be done by man alone it was never meant to be done 
by you, for you. You know, the word says that the father looks at the heart. That's the genesis of all this. Fruitfulness is an indication of the closeness, I should say, of how close you walk with the Creator. Your fruitfulness will directly correspond with your closeness with the Creator and what you're doing. And so I've met people that have been Christians for 40 years and they've never seen anyone come to know Jesus because He doesn't walk with you or you don't walk with Him. But if you walk with him and you walk up to somebody who doesn't know him, they meet him. And those who meet him love him. Because all the brokenness and all the stuff of the world falls away when you're in his presence. And we practice it here. But this isn't good enough. You have to practice it in your quiet time. In creation, when word and spirit came together, they created something that illuminated the darkness. Bishop Reed preached on Friday morning and he was talking about seeing the world as the Father sees the world. He's 90 years old. Hopefully he'll be back with us in January. But he spoke about how God sees every single person. And if we are walking through life and not introducing every person to the nail-scarred hands and the nail-scarred feet and the pierced side, we're not fulfilling our destiny. When the Word and the Spirit comes together with the created beings of humanity things will be created that make science shake their head there's no way that that can happen (laughs) the one who created the pieces that all went together to create that says there is so you have the ability to create Are you doing it with him or without him? The stuff that he wants to partner with the church to create will produce light. They won't be a a hindrance to everybody around as we read about Ishmael. But they will be empowering and uplifting and speaking life into people. So what I'm asking you to do, church, is this. I'm not praying to fill the seats. What I am praying for is that you would be fruitful with Him. And in bearing much fruit, we'll all see this place with more people coming to know Jesus. I feel like I'm supposed to say this I sat with Penn before I left. I had nine days as a retreat up in New York. And um, 
we were just talking about things and uh, I was asking him why sometimes we as believers, me personally, have believed for something and never seen the fruit of it. And I was like, but the, the prophet said, and I believed, and I released my faith for it, and da-da-da-da-da, and I was just like, this thing I believe with all my heart is the right thing, and I know God's in it, and it's amazing. And he said, I want to ask you a question, and I want all of you to just close your eyes for a second. He said this, do you believe that the Father would burden his child with something that caused him inner turmoil that disrupted the kingdom of heaven within him? And I said, no. No, I don't believe our Father would do that. And he said, Jesus said that the kingdom is within you. So why would he give you something that would disturb what he put in you? You can open your eyes. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe something you're currently doing is causing your inner peace of the Father to be disturbed. That is not of him. And so he said, I want to change your perspective for a moment and I speak this to you. If you have been living in turmoil about something, that it could be the best thing. It could even be about soul winning. It could be about reading your Bible. It could be about anything. If, if something on you is creating you turmoil and the kingdom within you is in turmoil, that's not of the Father. That's of the enemy to stop you. So my question for you is this, is your, is your perspective to protect what God has put in you or is your perspective just to go out and make the biggest splash you can make? Because what he wants to do is he wants to protect what he's put in you. That's his first priority. His first priority is that the kingdom that is within you is fruitful. Not that you're fruitful. He commands us to be fruitful, but that's not his first priority. His first priority is that in your time with him, that you're fruitful. And he'll protect that with everything that he has. And so sometimes we ask him for things and things have been prophesied, but we're not ready because every time we step into that realm, we lose our peace. And then we're like, Lord, give me peace on this. No, because right now you aren't mature enough to handle what's coming your way. And so he said this. He said, I, I just want to encourage you. He, you know, he said some great things and I'm not going to get into it, but this is my heart for you. Every single person in the room, my heart for you is that you focus on protecting the kingdom within you and having that be fruitful before you worry about anything out there make sure that your life is fruitful in Jesus and then secondly the command of scripture to go and preach the gospel to every nation I want to simplify it for you 
if you are fruitful with Jesus in you, you'll have hope. And if you can tap into that hope and share that hope with another human being, whether they know Jesus or not, and they see hope in you, their spirit will become fruitful because they're going to meet Jesus. And then that's where the church comes into play. This body right here, this building, this group of people, we're, we're not here just to come together on Sunday so we can get encouraged. That's not our role. Our role is to protect the peace of God in our lives and to share that with everyone we know. And yes, if you've been with him and, and he's with you, people will see you and, and they'll come and ask. But if you haven't gotten to that level, that doesn't mean that you, need to sh- you can't stop sharing it. Talk to people. Share the peace in you. And Penn said to me this, if you change your focus from being fruitful out there to being fruitful in here, you'll become fruitful out there because the fruit in here will bear much fruit out there. And I just encourage you this morning, we're talking about being fruitful and created in the image of God and and it's all basic stuff, but I believe it's deeper than just the basic stuff. That our walk with Jesus can't be an inch deep and a mile wide. Our walk with Jesus has to be an inch wide and a mile deep. So would you stand this morning? The response time this morning is this. Is what you've created sustaining all of God's other creation? He went down through the days and everything that he created sustained the thing that he created before. Or was sustained by the thing he created before. So he created things in order. Maybe this morning your life is out of order. Maybe you've created things that aren't even pleasing to the Lord and not even pleasing to you anymore. And that's okay. He's not upset. But what he wants is he wants a body that is so focused on him that we ooze his presence. We ooze his joy and his hope and his peace and his love. The be attitudes, not the do attitudes. We're called to be with him. And my prayer this morning in this response time is this. If you have been carrying torment or turmoil, frustration, if you've been in situations that have just caused you some some stress, God is not the God of stress. He's the God who cures stress, but he's not the God of stress. He doesn't put that on you. And so what I'm asking is, if that's something that you're dealing with or you have dealt with and you haven't really, really dealt with it, by taking it to the creator of the universe and saying, listen, I've created things that aren't producing fruit. I need to get with you because you're going to tell me what's wrong. Maybe it's a DNA strand that's not there. Maybe it's your focus should be somewhere else. I don't know what he's going to tell you, but I ask you, would you just come and meet with him? Would you come and meet with him as Kyle plays and just be with him for a few minutes? There's no time limit on this, 
But I can tell you, if you don't spend the time, there is a cost. So I'm going to pray. Father, today we stand before you in your presence. We hold out those things, Lord, maybe that we created that are Ishmael's, maybe they're Isaac's. But Lord, we hold them before you. Your word says that we will be tested at the judgment seat and every fruitful thing and non-fruitful thing that we have done will be judged and the the wheat and the tares will burn the 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 things that are not made of you will burn and the things that are made of you the gold the silver the precious stones those are going to be what lasts lord it's time for the church to purify ourselves in your presence so that we can see what you've created us to be father Come visit us. Touch us. In Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app, and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.